welcome to the Marks Ish Brothers podcast. My name is Joseph. I am Cam. And we have a full slate for the podcast today. Uh, we have some movie news, some Oscar talk, and then we will cap it all off with the Batman. Um, so, first, let's get let's get into some movie news. So, we haven't had a we haven't recorded <laughs> together in a while uh, between schoolwork, moving. Work. Uh, well, you you moved and yeah, and, and just general busyness. But hey, we're back. But I have some news from a while ago, Mar- March fourth. So that that's 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 a while ago. That's almost a month ago. Yep. So the the news is it, it's sad news to me. So so th- this this is a a tweet. From the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, so by 2023, 20th Century Studios will be producing 10 plus movies a year for streaming, and will release two to three movies theatrically. So, so this is sort of a discussion I want to have on a broader sense. But what what are your initial thoughts on, on that? I hate it. Um, I, I get well. So, so Disney acquired 20th Century Fox. This happened a couple years ago. Nerds were all hyped about it because yay X Men. Um, but literally, this has such a bad toll on the industry as a whole, because, like, Disney couldn't care less about what what about movies that twentieth century studios that that do well. They literally dropped two movies within a week of Spider-Man No Way Home. They clearly do not care. No. Like between what's that story and Nightmare Alley, two best picture nominees, mind you. They both nominated for best picture. I I enjoyed more a lot more than the other, but like it just shows how Disney does not really care and how they view filmmaking as content and not art, yeah. and that is the very discouraging. Um, yeah, I and even like Pixar has still like Turn Red did not have to go straight to. Disney Plus. It, no, it didn't have to. It that, could have been. That, that's, that, that's why I wanted to bring up was and and didn't uh, Luca also not get a theatrical release? Yeah, but Luca was still in the middle of, uh, of the pandemic. That one I get. Luca yeah. was still. But yeah. but yeah, seeing Red not getting a theatrical release, I think, is a, a travesty. I, I just yeah shows how it's just like let's just watch stuff at home, and, and you even see how movies are like sort of being made for the small screen rather than a, a big sort of moment. Mm-hmm. Well, like, let's say if, if you look at Dune versus, well, uh, let's say, like, uh, I mean, this wasn't re- really specifically for um, digital, like, like, for digital stream, but, like, uh, uh, The Black Widow. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like Dune had such, like, a, a vision, and it was, like, it's meant to be on a big screen and and like i watched dune on a small screen and a big screen it's like no this is this movie has to be seen on a big screen and like with black widow it's like eh, you don't really care no. <laughs> and, and it just shows like how much of a almost a hatred that like these like especially disney since this this is a disney company and even just movie executives as a whole how much they hate the medium of movies Right? <laughs> it's like, well, we'll just see how much money I can make off of it, which it always has been, but like, mm-hmm. it's, it's to a, a greater extent where it's like, we don't even care about funding art. Like, it used to be like, we'll fund art and we'll see whichever art makes the most money. Now it's like, uh, we'll see how many asses we get in seats, maybe, and mm-hmm. how many people will, will buy this movie on streaming, and hopefully we make enough money. And it mm-hmm. just, it, it, I find it very depressing. Even like, I'm surprised that like, some studios that have had certain release strategies or the pandemic are aren't abandoning them. Like Warner Brothers is still limiting themselves to a forty-five day day window in theaters, whereas like you see like we, with Sony with No Way Home, they don't have their own specific streaming service, so they can let No Way Home play in theaters as long as they want to. Mm-hmm. And then obviously when this, when it appears out, then then they'll take it out of the theaters but like batman the the, the the batman has been in theaters for not for 45 days but like it's been 24 now and like and it's still it's still getting legs i think it's crossed 700 million dollars worldwide which is very good mm-hmm. for a post-pandemic that in, in, in your name isn't the spider-man 
So, like, I wouldn't, if I was Warner Bros. Warner Bros. slash Discovery, I wouldn't limit, limit myself to, to, to that. Mm-hmm. Well, and even my frustration is that, like, movie theaters don't necessarily want to carry all the movies. They only want to carry the big movies that will make them money. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, well, th- this has been my frustration as of, like, the past couple weeks or, or days, I guess, is um, everything everywhere all at once. So it's it, it released um, on the twenty fourth worldwide. In in Canada, it releases April first, and Winnipeg doesn't have a confirmed release date. Oh jeez, <laughs> that just makes me very frustrated. That yeah. like it's like we just don't want to put this movie in the theaters, even though like everywhere else in the world it's been out since like the. It's been out already, and I'm like, I, I, I wanted to watch it when it first came out. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I can't, and it's just very frustrating when there's, like, like, the old, like, like with the streaming thing, it, it's now going to, we will only put these big movies in theaters. We won't put any sort of medium-budget movies in theaters. And then, yeah. like, they kind of, like, those medium-sized movies kind of just fall to the wayside because they can't, you can't really get them on streaming. Like, I can't get that movie on streaming, yeah. and I can't watch it in the theaters. And it's just, it's very sad. Which is why I hope that like there like cause, like there there are a couple like medium budget movies out in the theaters now like uh, the Lost City which probably is doing very well mm-hmm. and is, has positive positive reviews mostly and like I'm glad movies like the movies like that are getting a shot in this like weird window where there's not tons of stuff coming out yeah like a, like a nice solid medium budget comedy yeah like but you don't, you don't, you don't see most of most most of I mean the last one you probably saw was probably Nice Guys was probably the the biggest. Mid mid budget comedy, mm-hmm. and that was like 50, 50 million. Two with two bigger actors, and a good director, and it made ma- it made ma- it made magic. Didn't make me my money, but it was a good movie. Yeah, and yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's just I don't know. I hope the movie industry gets better. I mean, it's it's never been great, but I hope it gets better. Mm. But uh, the other thing is is a little bit more on well. Not necessarily political, because I, I don't think that uh, that people living their lives is political, but political in the sense that it is connected to politics. And that is the whole Disney donating money to the Florida government, who is now signing a bunch of anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ plus bills. Yeah. And, well, what I thought was very interesting is that a, a bunch of workers, writers, I believe, they walked off the job. Yep. Which I think is amazing, and I am excited to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Because I, I recently, we've been seeing a lot more labor militancy in the film industry. Like, like there was, uh, was it almost strike, or was it a strike with the um, stunt, uh, and, and like like the, the what, what is it, what, the, the, the movie union. Like the movie workers' union. Yes, I think it was going to happen. I'm not sure if it ended up doing. I think I think they reached a deal, but. But like with that, and then now with like like sort of the writers walking off, I'm I'm really excited to see what could happen in the movie industry around, like the actual workers behind the movies, which I think yeah. is very interesting. Overall, I think Disney is a terrible company, <laughs> as yeah. like both in in the movie sense and also in the political sense because. Yeah, the, the the whole them donating money doesn't surprise me, but also it's pretty terrible because Florida government is not doing good things. No, but it'd be yay tax breaks. <sighs> Which okay, I, I this is actually a really good uh, transition because um, best animated feature, aka the, the, the Disney Award, um, did, did not go to the, to the best animated movie this year. Um, which, which coincidentally featured an LGBTQ lead, mm-hmm. uh, um, and like they made a, made a big deal of it. Didn't just put one one shot of a kiss in so they can take it out overseas where there are still gay people uh, and trans people. But <laughs> that's the way the world works. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I actually two of them, three, three actually kind of if you count Luca. Like Flea is about a gay, a, a gay man, as well as well, Mitchell versus Machines is about a bisexual w- woman. Um, I haven't seen Encanto, but I'm not sure if there's anything. Not really queer because it's Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, 
anyways, yeah, that, that, that is our segue into into the Dis- or into the uh, not not the Disney talk into the Oscar talk, which happened last night. Um, everyone's talking about the slap, but I would rather talk about other things first. But yes, the one award I did care about was the animation award, and that I was not cheering for Encanto. I yeah. w- I've seen Encanto, I have seen Luca, and I've seen Mitchell's vs. the Machines, and the Mitchell's vs. the Machines was by far the best. Like mm-hmm. I-, I would say it's one of the best animated films of like the past 10, 20 years. Yeah. Like like it, it's spectacular. As soon as, as soon as that happened, uh, I, I texted my brother who actually had, had on for our episode about it. I said, I'm gonna, I'm straight up going to watch Mitchell's Rich Machine in the next couple days. Just consume copious amounts of copium because like literally this movie is literally the best animated movie probably ever. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> did, you, did you watch so the Oscars? I did. Um, I watched them off and on um, Sunday night. My, my, my friends and I always will always will, will watch a movie. So we had it on before and after the movie because it's Disney, so it's pretty short. Um, so we, we, we basically as soon as we got back to it, that's that's when the slap happened. Um, so yeah, the the plan to take away certain awards and pre-record them didn't actually help it shorten. I wonder what that wonder who was who who who, who thought thought that. Uh, like the the Oscars is such a mess, man. Like I I really like I I used to kind of care, and then I was like, you know what, this kind of sucks because all the movies I like never win, other than yeah. Parasite. That was like the one year where I was like, ah, I actually like the movie that won. One good year. But like every movie, I'm, every year, I'm like, you know, they kind of suck. <laughs> it's just a bunch yeah. of rich people, like patting themselves on the back. And being like, look at us, look at look at how amazing we are. And uh, go ahead, sorry. I definitely started to prefer like like the um, the guilds and the the union awards. Yeah, or, or, or couple... like the the film independent awards. Yeah, or like yeah, like low low, low budget or like because like the Annie's, which I think is the animation union or like it's a it's a group of animators, not not like not just the academy. So like. So they 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 chose Mitchell vs. Machines for best and feature because they are actually animators and they can actually contribute to that because literally there's there's there, 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 there's a joke in the in the in the ceremony in the pre the award where they were like oh yeah uh, kids watch them adults endure them like it's a like it's a burden like <laughs> and I'm not art yeah. Yeah. I'm not cinema like. <sighs> Which is so stupid because I like animation. I think is one of the most freeing art forms in like movie making today, because mm-hmm. like like you can like literally do anything and it's it's amazing, and like even like not movies like even like animated shows have gotten so good recently. Like something mm-hmm. like BoJack Horseman, mm-hmm. uh, which is always my sort of go to because like that's such a, a spectacular show. Not not like. The normal like oh it's an adult animated show it's like no it's a, it's a normal drama that's just mm-hmm. really well made, and I think people are starting to realize like oh animation can be this really amazing powerful medium, yeah. which I, I I appreciate but yeah no the the academy doesn't really care about animation which really sucks no it's it's really sad. Yeah. Besides that, like again, Will Smith won for Best Actor. A lot of people saw it coming. I I was hoping for Andrew Garfield, but Will Smith has definitely earned it. Uh, Aaron DeBose won for West Side Story. The only the only the only Oscar that went to West Side Story, which is my number one live action movie of the year. Mm-hmm. And the number one movie of the year was still Mitchell vs. the Machines. But besides that, there wasn't it wasn't many, very very many surprises. Um, Coda, I think, was a bit of a surprise as best picture. That was it. Won was it Directors Guild or Writers Guild? It, it won best picture at a ceremony. What, what, was it the Baftas? <sighs> maybe, 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 maybe in the Baftas actually. Yes, it was one of one yeah. of the award shows. Yes, but I, I was kind of shocked by that. Yeah, Liam actually really liked Coda. Speaking of Liam, just walking in, you know, <laughs> shared space, all that kind of thing. 
Yeah. I, I haven't seen Coda, but Liam really enjoyed it. So. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. Um, it. It doesn't look like the type of movie I would personally enjoy, but I yeah. can see why people like it. It, it, it seems like a solid family friendly sort of movie like like, yeah. like a sort of like a like a disney sort of feel good movie which i understand why people like yeah but and like like that's sort of the way ranked ballots work because like like let's say if like every single like voter at the academy chose a different movie as first but they put coda as second coda's going to win yeah because that's just how the, the ranked ballot works yeah, which I don't know. It is what it is, I suppose. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I I was I I was thinking that the power of the dog would win, mm-hmm. but it did not. I'm I'm just glad that uh, Don't Look Up didn't win because that that being nominated for Best Picture just makes me so angry because I hate shouldn't that have movie. Been, shouldn't have have nominated. Jeez. No. I um. <laughs> yeah. I. Like I was, I, I was hoping that Dune was well, like I, there was a thought in my head that, that like Dune might win Best Picture after it, it won like after it prepared, like swept all, all the technicals. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was shocked that Denis Villeneuve wasn't even nominated for, for Best Director because they gave they gave Dune all the technicals, but not Best Director. Just that never happens. No, that, <laughs> that it does. It never happens. It does seem a little strange. <laughs> Who won Best Director? It was uh, Jane Campion. Right. Which is fair. Oh, she definitely earned it. She she brought it with that movie. I definitely yeah. definitely and, really good. And, good work. and, and I, I am happy that Dune swept the technicals because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it, it was the best technical movie of the year. Yeah. Um, which is I think the Batman's going to be this upcoming year's uh, technical sweep. But, but oh, absolutely, <laughs> that, that's that's leading to our, our future conversation. Uh, same uh, same cinematographer actually. Uh, Greg, Greg Fraser shot Dune, and he also shot Batman. Well, so there you go. That's neat. Ties. Did, did, I, 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 the one the one technical that didn't that didn't win was uh, best costume design, which went to Cruella. I was like, uh, yes, neat. I have not seen that movie. Yeah, there's no plan to, but like I'm like, hey, what's that story? Nightmare and Dune all have really good, good costumes, so I was hoping one of them, those would win. I, I do like a good costume, um, but alas, no. I mean, yeah. Dune. I thought Dune had good costumes, though. <laughs> yeah, like like like. Like they made the still suit look good because like the still suit as a concept as a concept is very like like hey this is the suit where your piss and poop goes into <laughs> to recycle moisture yeah well <laughs> and they made it look cool <laughs> yeah and it just shows what CGI can be because mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. It, like it was what half the budget of a Disney Marvel movie yeah but it looked so much better because. Well, well, I, I, like this was circulating on Twitter this past week, mm-hmm. is how with Disney movies, they don't go in with a, a plan, mm-hmm. and the, the, they just kind of change the movie in the middle of making it. So, yeah. like uh, with what what is the fourth Avengers movie called? Endgame. Uh, Endgame, yes. Where it was it was originally filmed in like a treed area for the final battle. Yeah. But they changed it after filming it. To being in a cityscape, mm-hmm. so basically they just were like, "Hey, animators, I know you were designing everything to be in a, a forested area, but now with like maybe a, a little under a year left before we release the movie, we're actually going to change it all because we think that a urban decayed area will look better." Yeah. So they have to like digitally remove all the trees that were shot, like like actually shot because they like for the blue screens like soundstage there were yeah. trees there They're like yeah. but now we have to remove all that and also create a whole new scape so like th- that sort of lack of vision where there's like oh these animators they can do it they can work under pressure and that's why so many like of these marvel movies look like just a video game because it basically mm-hmm. is because they're forced to work under these terrible conditions of yeah yeah all right well we flipped a switch we're going to change what everything looks like haha sucks to be you and even like I think we can delve into this more later, but like the Batman and Black Widow have the same budget, and the Batman looks so much better and like more like real. Yeah. Like there's there's some shots in Black Widow, and I'm like, this is a movie? Question mark. Did this, this had money? Where, yeah. Really? Where? <laughs> Where'd the money go? <laughs> Where'd it go? Where'd it go? <laughs> Whose pocket went into? Like did it go into? Uh, yeah. Okay, but before we transition, I just want to say 
my my three favorite movies did not get of the year of of twenty twenty one did not get nominated for an Oscar. So that that kind of threw me off. Green Knight. Yep. Um, which other ones? The French Dispatch. Uh, right, that was really good. It was a beautiful movie. It's, right, <laughs> it's a great movie. Didn't even get like, co- like that looked good costume wise or like cinematography or anything like product like uh, uh, production. Great yeah. production, not even a nomination. So I was like, M- oh. makeup, makeup, and hairstyling. Yeah, like like it's a costume design. Ama- <laughs> like <laughs> like it's one of the most beautiful movies I've seen. Oh I was yeah, like, man. Nope, nothing. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Pig. I, 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 I thought Pig, Pig could have gotten like a screenwriting nod or something. Absolutely, absolutely. So that that, that uh, that's why I didn't really care this year because I'm like not like the only movie I care about was Mitchell's versus the Machines. I'm not going to watch yeah. a whole Oscars just for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, there's really BS thing. So they they introduced they they brought like Lily James and Naomi Scott who who played Disney Prin- princesses, and the the girl who's playing. Little, um, little Ariel and Little Mermaid, but not Rachel Zagler, who's the new Snow White. Interesting. Who they didn't even invite until last week, uh, after much hubbub made by bisexuals on Twitter. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. One last thing I want to talk about the Oscars was the fan voting because literally I say say what you want about. Cyber Bros, they are dedicated. Like, um, there is the uh, top five cheer moments ever in cinema. And um, I, 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 I originally thought it was, this, it was, just, it was just this year. But it, was, it was all time because they like they had like Neo dodging the bullets, um, Endgame Assemble. Number two was the No Way Home Spider-Man scene. Number one was the Flash doing the Speed Force in Zack Snyder Justice League, which is a great scene. One of the better scenes that we've seen in comic book movies recently, because it's so cool how he's, how he's out racing the, the apocalypse. It'd be to see like what if like Quicksilver outran the snap in Infinity War. That'd be pretty sick. Um, but yeah, and then for the. <laughs> Fan movie of the year. It was Army of the Dead, the Zack Snyder zombie Netflix movie. Oh no! I'm like, you know what? I appreciate when the internet, when 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 corporations or government try to do something on the internet, and the internet's like, no, throw it away. Like, uh, what was Bodie Bodie McBoatface? <laughs> yes, it's Zach, the Snyder Bros are the Bodie McBoatface of cinema. Yeah. Also, okay. <laughs> no. Also, that slap made Twitter like. Almost unusable because that's all everyone talked about, and it's so right? annoying. Do 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 you want to talk about the slap a little bit, or like? Sure, no. let's touch on it. I, I don't really care because it's two rich people fighting each other. Yeah, uh, like for- I think. Um. Oh, what, what's his face? Who who is the 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 host guy? Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Okay, that's what I want to say. I think he's an asshole. Yeah. For, for making fun of a, a disabled, like a disability, that's kind of yeah. that's kind of yeah. fucked up. I think you deserve to get slapped at that point. Yeah, but um, but oh, like the takes on Twitter are so bad. Like, what, oh, what, what does one person say? This is the worst moment to ever happen at the uh, Academy, or something like that. Uh, like, uh, no, they, they, they gave Rowan Polanski a, a a, 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 after he was accused and com- like convicted with raping a minor. We know what happened. It, it's not like it's like oh, did this happen? No, it happened. He definitely, definitely raped a child. You yeah. know what happened? Like, like, like he's he's convicted. That's why he. Oh, that's why he's not in America anymore because he'll go to jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just be like, or like John Wayne literally was going to beat up an indigenous woman Ugh. for for rejecting an award on behalf of Marlon Brando. So to say like this is the worst moment. No. Yeah. It, it's really not. It's it's two rich people angry at each yeah. other. So I don't know. That's that's all I have yeah. to say about it. My opinion: offsetting penalties, like as a former hockey ref, yeah, like was. Was Chris Rock's joke bad? Absolutely. Like, like, like. I get he's Korean. He's gonna do whatever. But like, you know, we joke about people, about things that people can't control. Well, and, and, and it's 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 punching down, which is like the first rule of comedy <laughs> is don't punch down. You never punch down. Like, yeah, and like, yeah. Should Will Smith have have punched him? No, but like, but he didn't punch like, him. He slapped him. Ha ha. <laughs> true. You got you got you got to find the loophole. But like. Like, would I have all be yelled fuck you and, like, flip them off during the ceremony? Absolutely, I would have. But, like, 
and definitely had some more rewards after. But like again, slopping, whatever it it happens. Anything they've made up now, it doesn't need to be a huge deal. It happened. We we can move on as a society. Slaps happen sometimes. It's I, fine. I, I feel so. Yeah, l- l- no, like I said, no one got two, hurt. Two two, 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 two rich people attacking each other. I really anyway, don't, I, 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 I don't really care. Anyways, yeah, the Batman. Yeah, the Batman. <laughs> we're, 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 all, we're, we're all here for the Batman. A bat signal for listeners who might not know refers to the children's character, the Bat Man, a strong gentleman who fights crime nocturnally. That's correct. Well put. Exactly, oh, buddy. A rich man beating up people. <laughs> That's great segue, actually. Great segue. Kind of found found better. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm thinking. Let's talk about the technicals first, because oh wowee, this is a technical wonder. Oh, zooey mama, absolutely. <laughs> right from the start, the boom, the score. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom. boom. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, dude. I've been... Oh, uh, buddy. I, I keep on playing that for my girlfriend, and uh, she is very annoyed with me because of that. <laughs> uh, I'll start... You're not Batman, Joseph. You're not, you're not Batman. Shut up. <laughs> I'll, I'll just, like, start humming it, and then she'll, like, mute me on FaceTime. She'll be like, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with that. Class. But anyways, that, that, that just is a testament to how good this score is, and it's not even just the Batman, like, soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Or like, like that one song. It's like no. the, the way that they use like Avery Maria for the Riddler, and oh, yeah. just yeah, what, what, like we saw this movie together, and just mm-hmm. the experience in the theater. Like the soundtrack is amazing, and you you feel like the, that the score as it rises, and is it's. I I saw this somewhere where it's just it's epic. It, it mm-hmm. is it is the epitome of an epic soundtrack. Yeah. As I, a go ahead, sorry. Uh, I saw a really good review on Letterboxd. I want to have sex with this movie. <laughs> I'm like, you want know fair? Yeah, fair. It it, it slaps, but <laughs> yeah, I I think that this soundtrack is one of the better, for sure, better superhero movies, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the better blockbuster soundtracks. And probably Giacchino is one of his best. Giacchino does some great scores. Some of his scores recently have been. They, all, they they kind of all start, 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 they kind of all sound similar now, mm-hmm. and this one was way different. And I I, didn't, I first I'm like, okay, can that can that one one little, can that one one little little thing last a whole movie? Will I get more of the boom 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 boom? I I never, I never got sick of it because I always knew some something poggers was about to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I've I've seen some people say it's basically the Imperial March. I personally don't hear it. No, like, but I don't know. People just like it's, it seems very like I've seen one. I've seen one movie, and it sounds like <laughs> it's very very. I've seen one movie. Hmm, it sounds like this discourse. <laughs> yes, exactly. But well, what, what's so shocking is how much better that this sounds compared to his other movie uh, the soundtrack that he did, which is Spider-Man: uh, No Way Home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I don't like that movie as much as most people. So maybe mm-hmm. I'm just coming off a, a little jaded, but. I feel so. That's a testament to the uh, like the director of this movie mm-hmm. that he was able to work with the composer and create such a a fitting score for this movie. Even like, like from a, from a technical, this movie is way better than No Way Home. Like in terms of like VFX, editing, sound, score. Like from a, from a technical aspect, this movie this movie is better. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't think, I, I don't think a lot of people would, would disagree with that. Well, because like they they use actual sets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they like rather than just being like we'll just make everything in post. They're like, what if we have sets and we just enhance them with CGI rather than just making like. Uh, well, I, I, the other thing is, I'm really excited to see more rear projection. With those like LED screens, yes, I love those. Uh, like, like, what a great te- technology to do! Just like, yeah, this really thing that used to work really good fifty years ago. Just do it, do it again, but newer and better. Yeah, and it, it's it, it's literally it's literally the, the Renaissance, but filmmaking. Yes, and it works so well. I, it just feels so much more lived in, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate. 
And uh, we'll, we'll get into Gotham. I'll, we'll talk about Gotham yeah. in, when yeah. we get to like themes and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. they filmed it in uh, Scotland, right? Yes. The, the, there was a great yes. There's a, there's a great interaction on, on Twitter. First, like man, this, this Gotham's so good. Like it feels it feels so crappy. And and then over in Scotland's like yeah, it's filmed in Glasgow. I thought it looked, it looked so crappy. And it's like, <laughs> oh, sorry, 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 Scotland. Yeah, but sorry, like, like a, it, crap. But even like the fact that they like filmed it in Glasgow. Whereas it's like in in Spider Man No Way Home, like I keep on seeing the screen grabs where it's like they're just standing on a street and they CGI'd it. It's like no, just go film on a street for half a day, or like like even yeah. at, at the end of No Way Home, like where they're standing at the cemetery, yeah. that's CGI too. They're standing in a blue screen. It's like you couldn't even like find a little park to film in for like two hours. Yeah, it's just like it's so lazy. Because like we I mean, with that production schedule and like turmoil. They, they were both shot in around similar times. They both faced a pandemic shoot. Like, there's no reason for it to be to look that much better. No, and and well, like you said, well, anyways, no, sorry, I forgot about this. What are your fast facts, Cam? Oh, fast facts. <laughs> it's the movie directed by Matt Reeves. Mm. Uh, it is written by Matt Reeves and. Peter Craig uh, stars Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, John Turturro, Andy, Andy Serkis, and Colin Farrell. Shot by Oscar winner, director of photography, Greg Fraser. Running time of 175 minutes. The movie's a bit of a trek, but it doesn't feel that long. Budget, 185 to $200 million. The box office of $672.8 million so far. Not that that could change. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I hope that this movie will earn enough that other superhero movies are like, Hey, what if we just made a really good movie that happened to be a superhero movie Mm -hmm. rather than just being like, Hey, it's a superhero movie and we'll just make a ton of money. I think that's why I like the direction where DC is going more than Marvel because Marvel is going for these. Every movie feel feel like a big blockbuster movie, and not like none, none of them feel like just just a, a solo story, and that's all it has to be. Like a uh, Iron Man two, or no, for the bad 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 example, a Thor two, or like a also that that was bad. Captain America: The Winter Soldier. There's one more. There's there's only one Avenger in that in that movie. That's that's not Cap. It feels solo. It's very much just Cap's story mm-hmm. and Bucky from the first movie. But like it's it's very self self contained story. And then yeah, there's bigger time, bigger times for for the universe, but not tons. Mm-hmm. And um, or like or like, or like yeah, DC they haven't had they've had one miss in the last four years, which is pretty good. Which one? I would say. Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Yeah, but even like Birds of Prey, good. Aquaman, good. No, um, I, I don't like Aquaman. <laughs> right, you don't, you don't like the Aquaman <laughs> classic. I I am Darkman defender. So well, you're the DC defender. The thing is, I I won't defend the the for the first Justice League. I don't defend Suicide Squad. I def, I defend BVS sometimes. I, I defend the 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 cut. Much like I defend um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, except for, except for the epilogue. But <laughs> yes, but I would say this sort of stands on its own compared to even other DC movies, where this doesn't necessarily feel like a superhero movie per se. It's more no. just a movie. Yeah. Whereas I find lot like I would put this in sort of the category of like a Logan, where it's like, hey, it's just a really good movie that happens to have superhero characters, rather mm. than be like, this is a superhero movie trying to be a, a, a normal movie. Mm. And uh, like lately, I've I've been kind of I don't know, annoyed, disdained, disinterested in the superhero genre because it just feels like we keep on doing the same thing over and over again, and I'm just kind of tired of it. Mm-hmm. And then watching this movie, I was like, "No, th- this this is why superhero movies can be good when they're they're like epic and they just feel grand is what they should be rather than feeling like well like uh, Scorsese said like like a, a amusement park ride." I, I, I think that was Spielberg. Was it Spielberg? Yeah. What, what Scorsese said? Or, or, or no, 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 no. You're right, but I think Spielberg also said something somewhere. And, and so did. Uh, Francis uh, Coppola. True. 
And like, he, like, and like, Copeland's yes, they, I guess they make like blockbusters. They make good blockbusters. Like, like the the first Godfather is a blockbuster. Blockbuster. It made three hundred some million. Like, that's not. It's all. It's all a small art house movie. It's a blockbuster movie. Yeah, or even like the Indiana Jones movies. Mm-hmm. Like the the first three, well, one and three are very good <laughs> movies. <laughs> so fifty fifty percent of them are like great movies that yeah. happen to be blockbusters. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> anyways, that, that that's sort of my, that, that was a tangent on superhero movies as a whole. But yes. anyways, back to this movie. Um, yeah. The, yeah, the technical aspect. I, I do want to highlight the car chase scene as being mm-hmm. one of the best technical aspects of a of a movie period and superhero movie, especially of like the past mm. at least ten years, I would say. Yeah, I because most most directors don't most superhero movies don't care about the mise en scene or the point of view or whatever. Like every every shot in that car comes from comes from the vehicle. Or the point of view of Batman or the Penguin. Mm-hmm. I also love, love, love how that Krista doesn't really contribute anything to the story. I love that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, did, 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 did he have to have a huge hawking Curtis? Not really. He just had to talk to the Penguin. That happened to be what Penguin was, was doing at the time. But <laughs> yeah. Because well, you see, you see, you see, the team is walking to the club. Like <laughs> earlier in the, early in the, in the movie, mm-hmm. so yeah. Uh, anyways, before we get into the theme, I just do want to say that the acting is also but, very good. I, I especially want to say Paul Dano did a phenomenal job, mm-hmm. and I, I I would say he 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 kind of stole the show. Uh, I would say Zoe Kravitz was underutilized. I think she could have been uh, highlighted a little bit more. Did you know this is not her first time playing Cat Cat Woman? R- really. The first time was in the best Batman movie, aka the Lego Batman movie. She worshipped Good Catwoman. Oh, they were thinking ahead. Thinking ahead and good casting, and it still worked. Also, John Turturro, amazing. <sighs> Underra- right? Okay, underrated actor. He is- True! I love John uh, Turturro, mm-hmm. and he- I don't know how he has never... He's- I don't think he's ever been nominated for uh, an Oscar. It's weird, because like, he-, he worked with the Coen Brothers a lot. You'd yeah. think that he get nominated for something, but like like Barton Fink or like the big uh, I love him. <laughs> oh, brother, yep. we're out there. Uh, do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Transformers one through three, Cars two, <laughs> the greatest Pixar movie. True. <laughs> uh, True. Miller Crossing. Anyways, th- th- that's yes. a, just a tangent of how much I love John Turturro, and yes. he is in this movie, and I thought he did a great job in this movie. Mm-hmm. Andy Circus, great Alfred. Yes, I, I I wish we'd seen a bit more more of of, of his Alfred. Yeah, but I do like really going for the more like Earth One slash Gotham Alfred, mm-hmm. where he's the one that kind of teaches Bruce how to fight. He has military thing. He's a bit he's a little bit younger. Yeah, whatever. Also, Colin Farrell is amazing, and the makeup that they used on him to become Oz, the Penguin, is I I think that'll it should win. If for, he doesn't, if it does win best makeup, makeup, I'm it's 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 literally rigged. Because I keep on hearing people be like, "Wait, that's that's Colin Farrell. That doesn't look like him at all." And I love how he like went to like st- Starbucks, like like after filming, and just like went to get coffee as Oz, and everyone was like, "Hmm, is that Colin Farrell?" No, because well, and he, and he said it was like a very freeing experience because mm-hmm. no one knew who he was I, 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 he, he could be himself in a way that he can't yeah. be when he is just in his normal everyday attire which I think was quite interesting anyways yeah. let's get into themes because I can probably discuss some political aspects of this movie do you have anything to say first yeah uh, I, I love how political the, the, this movie is um, I love uh, Ben Shapiro not, not not liking it because if Ben Shapiro doesn't like something it's probably good <laughs> yep that, that, that is a, a fair or an astute observation let's say which is the case with this movie it's a uh, very good I do like how it shows that yeah like how like 
Baron's like, yeah, Tyrion's Tyrion's doing this. Not much has changed. I'm like, hmm, careful. It's weird that he pointed that out in the beginning. Hmm, okay. Neat. As the movie goes on, the theme kind of becomes a lot more clear towards the end with the whole Riddler rooftop thing. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I do want to say that I appreciated that this Batman was willing to sort of challenge status quo. I find mm-hmm. that a lot of superhero movies, specifically the past Batman movies, they're very pro-status quo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Where, where, mm-hmm. where, like, the Batman's defending the status quo, whereas this Batman's like, hey, the system is kind of kind of shitty. Maybe yeah. we should destroy it and come out with something new, which is, a, a, I think, is a quite a radical sort of statement. Even, even if the director himself isn't a, a radical person, just yeah. sort of to have that as a as a sort of sound, not like a sound bite, but like a, a sort of observation of this movie, I thought was very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really liked how they were like, hey, charity work, sometimes that is a scam and just used to make rich people richer, which is definitely a case. In, like When you see like these billionaires being philanthropists mm-hmm. and you look into it, you're like, oh, they actually gained money by putting a bunch of money into philanthropy. And it's really all sort of a scheme. That's where I sort of had a criticism with the theme. Um, well, spoilers. Anyway, sorry. I should have said this at, at the, the start of themes. But mm-hmm. I, I liked how they framed Thomas Wayne as being a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't like how they solved it with him just talking to Alfred one time. And <laughs> and then it's like, no, he was actually a good guy. And that's all we sort of hear from it from that point. Mm-hmm. What what are your yeah. thoughts on that? I like how it almost portrayed the Waynes as a bit more morally gray, um, or morally bad. Like yes, for, for, yeah. Like, and I think that he should still be portrayed as bad because he did ask a crime boss to like stop a journalist. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. And, and, and they're like, oh, he was just doing it for the right reasons. But no, like he knows he's a crime boss, and he knows like. So I I think that they should still go after Thomas Wayne, and I think that they could have gone a lot farther than they did. I think we might see that a little more in the future. I think there's, I think there might definitely lead up to a, a Court of Owls and maybe two or three. I hope three. Two would seem a little too soon. Um, well, yeah, you, you, get, you, get, you get to know a bit more about the founding families of Gotham and how is the city beyond beyond saving? Is it? Or like, what, what's the real legacy of the Waynes? And yeah, like I love, I do love how like I'm sure it's like the the night not night not the word how how naive well wealthy people are how they don't really think like like normal people like yeah like rich rich people wouldn't be like oh yeah of course the the crime boss would would kill someone like no that's that's what he does sometimes crime involves murder yeah so I I my my other sort of critique of this movie is how like it sets up sort of being like oh cops are are bad except for this one good cop but then it goes Mm -hmm. further and be like oh i own all the cops and it's like not all the cops and it's like ah there are there are good cops even though there's bad cops i thought yeah uh, it it fell into the sort of the age-old uh copaganda not necessarily copaganda but like there are good cops um yeah it it, it flirted with copaganda without being as like uh in your face like a mcu movie Definitely the least copaganda slash rah rah military of any superhero movie of the last few years. That's yeah. definitely for sure. But but it still did sort of fall into that trope, which yes. I, I was a little yes. annoyed by. And, totally. and and my my final critique of this movie was there was a little well I, I thought it was a little creepy the male gaze in this movie around Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, where like there's little... like a literal like almost a minute of Batman just staring at Zoe Kravitz getting undressed and dressed. Yeah. Where you're just seeing her in her underwear and he's like stalking her, which I found a little creepy, especially since women and uh, like people who look like, like a woman are like forced into like those sort of dangerous situations where they do have stalkers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I found that to be a little, just, just, it didn't taste right to me. Yeah. And and I think like, like like Zoe Kravitz I think was underutilized in a lot of ways and uh, mm-hmm. I I liked how uh, in the story like like we like like the Batman uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman is like forced 
to actually like see the world through Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman's eyes. Yes. I found that to be a very interesting trope, and I would have much preferred just that rather than him creepily watching her from across the street. Yeah. I don't think that that, that was... Like, that was clearly just, just, just to show... Oh, yeah, now he knows that she's Catwoman. Like, that was... But also, like, yeah, you want to... Also, movies kind of have to sell some TNA to get creepier butts in seats. But... I don't know. That, yeah. that kind of just disappointed me. Uh, do you have anything yeah. else to say on themes? Um, or story as well? Yeah, I loved how not status quo it was. Um and there's definitely more stakes in how Bound doesn't just win at the end. There are actual consequences, mm-hmm. yeah. which you don't see in a ton of superhero movies. Even like there was there was like a year of unchanged status quo in the MCU, and then like, <laughs> right, right back to it almost. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Before we move on, I just do want to recommend uh, a YouTube channel. So it's it's. Uh, Jessie Gender, and yes, uh, do you, do you know uh, her? Yes, I do know her. She, yeah, because she does all like Star Trek stuff. Yes, um, but she did a, a really good video on the Batman. Yes, and and I highly recommend that video. It it is very good, sort of uh, deep dive into the themes of this movie that is longer mm-hmm. than we would go into on this podcast. So I, I highly recommend that. Yes, um, please watch her stuff. Anyways, uh, quickly before before we, we finalize this movie, <laughs> did you see the uh, what was the, the lead scene of the Joker for this movie? I did. Not gonna lie, I didn't love it. I didn't think they need they need they need, they need to have Joker in in this movie. Um, it we've seen enough Joker, but when 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 Matt as soon as Matt Reeves said Joker will never be the main 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 villain in in my Batman movies, I was like, hoof. Thank goodness. Because mm-hmm. what, we've uh, had, what, like four Jokers in the past, like, five years? Four years, yeah. Dude, it's been a little a little much. And, like, I love Barry, Barry Keoghan as an actor, great actor. But, like, I think he's great for the choice. Like, he's a, for, specifically for who they want to do the Joker as. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I didn't mind his, like, I, I, don't, I don't mind his look. Like, oh, yeah, that's what, that, that, that's what you might look like if you had this kind of birth, birth or birth defect and also fell in a vat of acid that's mm-hmm. probably what, what, what it looked like so that's fair yeah yeah anyways overall uh i think we both like this movie what what is your rating of this movie oh two two thumbs up it's probably my probably one of my favorite favorite band band movies also one of my favorite superhero movies fair i give it uh one and three quarters thumbs up I I'll give it, I, I yeah. think it was the best technical movie. That 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 is yeah. the 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 full thumbs up, and I was I liked where the movie was going, but it it didn't hit all of the notes I would have liked. So that's why I give it three quarters of a, a thumbs up on on themes of this movie. I'll give it five stars because it's you know kind of one of my favorite <laughs> movies, and uh, yeah. And that that is fair. Anyways, that has been the Batman. Uh, do you have any? Recommendations for us this week? Oof. Um, have I recommended What's That Story yet? I'm not sure if I have. Well, you can always recommend it again. That's true. Well, I'll recommend West Side Story. It's uh, one of the best movies of this year. Steven Spielberg's first attempt at a musical. He hits it out of the park. They made to make tons of money, but alas, it's on streaming on Disney Plus, and it's very good. Some great performances. Mike Feist would have, would have won if he had been nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Um, and both won for Best Supporting Actress. Which is, which is now the third role where two performers have won for, for playing the same role. Interesting. After uh, Marlon Brando and Robert De Niro for The Godfather. And Godfather Father Part 2 as Vito. And then the Joaquin Phoenix and... Someone else as Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger as Joker. There you go. I, I I've seen like, like so many good movies this this month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to recommend my favorite that I've seen this month, which is uh, Mon Uncle, or oh. how, however you say it in French. It is uh, Mon Uncle. 
Uh, yeah, you, you took French, you, you know. <laughs> I, I would. I'm a very French French man. <laughs> but it is uh, Jacques Tati's first color movie. Huh. It was made in 1958. Do you know who Jacques Tati is? Uh, French New Wave? Uh, yeah. Uh, French... He, he, yeah, he was French. Anyways, very good director. I've seen two of his movies, and both of them I loved. Anyways, Mon Uncle is amazing. It's about a man who is an uncle. And it, it, it's, it's sort of a critique of consumerism and sort of modernism, which I found very fascinating. It, it's a very lighthearted movie. I think Jacques Tati does a very good job of seeing the joy in life while still critiquing the world around him. Nice. And it, it's just a very sort of comforting movie. It's, it's, it's like a nice warm hug of a movie while still hitting the notes in terms of politics that I, I agree with. So that is my, my recommend for anyone who wants to... And it is a French movie, but there isn't a whole lot of talking, so you don't have to... If you are afraid of subtitles, this movie, there isn't much talking, and you could enjoy this movie without looking at subtitles or even, like, knowing French. So, yes, I recommend. Lovely. Lovely. Anyways, I, I think that's all I have to say. Thank you for listening to this episode. And tune in next time when we talk about something. A movie. Bye-bye now.